Everyone has a story, different needs, wants, and goals, and how to attain them. Your story determines your solution. Whatever your situation and story, Locum Tenants should be a part of the conversation. How do you find out if Locum Tenants is a good option for you? Go to an unbiased, informative source like locumstory.com. You'll learn all the ins and outs of locums, details on travel and housing, assignment coordination, tax information, and more. You'll also hear firsthand stories from locums physicians from all walks of life, so you get a bigger picture of the diverse options. Get a comprehensive view of locums and decide if it's right for you at locumstory.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Nailed It Ortho podcast. My name is Dr. Cole. Myself and Dr. Fitz started this podcast, and now we're doing our another series, and this is kind of our finance. For our longtime listeners that have been listening since the beginning, we have a familiar voice on this podcast. We have Dr. Jay Fitz. Me and him started this podcast, and he is back on here for another episode. And in this episode, we're going to talk about common financial mistakes that a lot of physicians make, and who we have with us is going to be Daniel Wren. A little bit about Daniel. Daniel. Daniel loves helping people use their finances to live better lives. By the day, he works as a financial planner for physicians at Ren Financial Planning. And he also hosts his own podcast, Finance for Physicians Podcast. Ultimately, he wants to live a life worth imitating and help others do the same. Above all, he values his faith in Christ and his family. And most of his spare time, he actually enjoys wrestling with his boys, Noah, Henry, and Andrew. He loves coaching soccer and spending time with his wife, Allison. And it also should be known that he has a pretty serious hot sauce obsession yes these are all facts that you all need to know (laughs) again so in this episode we talk about like what are some of the different financial values we talk about what happens when you don't create these values first and we talk about a lot of other things as well some of the links to some of the things that we talk about in this podcast including the finance worksheet is in the description which brings you to the website which you can see the show notes there so uh, without further ado let's go ahead and hop into today's episode You are now listening to Nailed It, the orthopedic surgery podcast featuring doctors Jay Fitz and Wendell Cole. Daniel, welcome to the Nailed It Ortho podcast. So happy to have you on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Your mic is great. You're a fellow podcaster. I love that. And I have to tell you anything about the audio <laughs> setup. You already had it off ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty legit over there. It's looking good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit more finance. But, you know, before we hop into everything, we talk about values and money. What kind of brought you into this field of finance? And a little quick background, what brought you and kept you here? Yeah, I've always had an interest in finances and I was kind of like a little financial planner when I was a kid with my family and trying to help my parents even at a young age, but I've always had an interest in it. And then out of college, got into the field, not exactly in what I'm doing now, but like more selling insurance and that kind of thing. I did that for a number of years and then eventually transitioned in 2014, started the business that I run now, which is financial planning for physicians. So I've been doing it like specific financial planning only and dedicated to physicians since 2014. So. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you've been plenty of, plenty busy. Yeah. You know, it's just finance and money is just something that we are not taught and oh, no. may, maybe don't even have enough time to, to really dedicate the time to really do what's needed for your money. So it's good to have someone like you that's really on top of it. Yeah. This is kind of a basic question, but in your opinion, what is the purpose of of money or in having a financial plan? Yeah, that's a, such a great question. I think a good starting point because it's really important. I think the way I would explain it, it's 
about living a good life, right? I mean, if money doesn't bring you happiness or improve your life, then what's the point of it? Of course, there's the baseline survival aspect of it. But beyond that, I think it's about living a good life. In my view, when you're doing money right, you're improving life. Right. No, I completely agree. I think money, at least now that I've been looking more into finance and everything, I feel like money at least buys you a little bit of more freedom, right? If you have money, you don't have to worry about it. Like you can do whatever you need to do. And I felt the lack of money is what brings all the bad, a lot of the bad talk about money and the connotation, I guess, behind it. Yeah. People who, yeah, go ahead. There is a little bit of a misconception, I think, that happens sometimes. I've heard a lot of physicians, especially early career, kind of gravitate to this idea that more money in itself will bring happiness. And I think that's also an important distinction. I've heard a lot of like later career physicians also explain that they had that feeling, but then they realized that was not true. And it's more about using it as a tool. So I think that's really important is like the money, like having more of it, of course it gives you choices, but you have to actually use it for those choices. Some people really get kind of attached to this idea that more money or the things that it, it will buy will in itself improve life, especially in that transition into practice. Like when you go from training income to like in practice income, that time especially is where that I see that ten, that mindset tends to get adopted. It's like, okay, I'll just earn the money in practice and then things will be good. Right. But like that doesn't fix or make everything good in itself. Now, it obviously can be used as a tool to improve life a ton, but. Yeah. What are some, I guess, the mistakes? Cause that's kind of where myself and Jay will be at here in the next year or two, as we transition out of training and going into our own practice, what are some of the mistakes I guess that you're seeing people make regarding this financial jump? Yeah. I think there's a lot of, I could describe a lot of mistakes that you've probably heard of, like spending too much on a house or not maxing out retirement plans or like spending too much or, you know, all those kinds of things. I could go on and on about those kinds of mistakes, but I would kind of peel the layers back a little bit and say, okay, why are those mistakes happening? And what's the underlying issue there? And I think the bigger issue or the bigger mistake I see happening is people are not really in touch with their values or what's most important to them. And they're just kind of rolling with the flow. And maybe they're adopting this mentality. I was just talking about like that the money in itself is going to improve life or I'll get to the figure and out my values later. And I just need to roll with the flow. And what happens is when you're not paying attention to your values, that's where the problems happen because we're very relational people. And you've heard of keep it up with the Jonases and you know, those kinds of things is you're very susceptible to all these things, these poor decisions with your finances when you're not in touch with those values. And on that same note, I mean, what is like the real life scenario you try to tell young physicians once this transition happens, going from making 65, 70K a year to 500K all, all of a sudden? So what, what are some of the things you actually tell these young physicians as far as their, their finances? Yeah, I, I would say first you have to tell me what's most important to you and then let's figure out the numbers part. Because I'll give you an example. I mentioned the house example. A lot of people say that's a mistake. Like I spent too much. You went into practice and you overdid it on the house. That's a common thing. Well, what I would say is like, there's no rule of thumb for how much to spend on the house. If you tell me, if I, if we're talking and, and I'm saying, Hey, what's most important, Jay, tell me what your values are. And Maybe you say house and whatever that comes with it, like having a really nice house for whatever reasons you have is absolutely number one on my list of most important things. In fact, it's the only thing on my list Then I would say, get as much house as you can get, like legit. 
and it's, yes. it's, it's all good. But what happens is that's rare, first of all, right? <laughs> like most people have like 17 different values. I mean, there's different things <laughs> that are most important to people. You got all kinds of like family and travel and experiences and work and all these other things. And so that's where it gets tricky is when you start to compare it to all these other things and, and apply it to your own personal circumstances. I think that's the most important thing is like clarity on what's most important to you. We all kind of have values. Like if I asked you guys, I'm sure you would have things that like pop into your head for like things that are most important. We all have values in our head, but like, are they really front and center in your life? And are you using them as a lens for these big decisions in life? And that's where people get in trouble is they make this house decision as an example, and they don't even consult their values. Right. We have a, a worksheet we'll go through here in a bit. But before we do that, I guess one of the first questions that we talked about was kind of having a financial plan. And so in your experience, what is most commonly overlooked, and I guess maybe even also the most like important piece of the puzzle in planning out your finances? I've already mentioned values. Financial literacy is probably like neck and neck. I would say values is first because that's like the kind of like the guide, the underlying purpose. But financial literacy, gaining that is huge. I think in the challenging thing about the career of medicine is that it's just not part of the curriculum typically. And so you have to kind of like go out of your way to gain financial literacy. And, but, but I think it's a necessary thing and it's in fact life-changing. I've talked to many people who have had, in fact, I was interviewing a guy recently, actually it was earlier today for my podcast, Finance for Physicians. And this is a, he's a direct care, a direct specialty care physician. He's doing like direct patient care, like yeah. no insurance. And he basically said like having financial literacy empowered him to be able to start his business and ultimately change the course of his life because he hated his hospital job. Mm. And so financial literacy is huge. And oftentimes I think I hear physicians say, well, you know, I'm not good with money or, you know, I'm not gifted in that area. I'm gifted in medicine, but I would push back. I would be like, no, you guys are like the smartest people I know. Y'all have an advantage. Like you could learn this stuff faster than I could. I mean, like you could learn it like super fast and that's, it's like almost like a, you got a secret weapon from all the training you do because you're already taught like this massive, you can take in massive amounts of education in a short amount of time. And that's where that financial literacy comes in. And so on that note, in your opinion, what are like the top, if somebody's like they're sitting there listening to this, like, okay, I, I want to jump into it. What are like the top three or four things that somebody should go ahead and get, you know, at least literate about, like, what should you go and, and look up and say, okay, this is where at least I'm going to start at. These are the core things I need to know. And then from there you can expand on because we know the sea is, is fast and deep, but Pretty where deep, we yeah. start? <laughs> yeah, I think budgeting is a good one. It's like super uncool. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, budgeting, but I think budgeting and understanding how your money flows, I could kind of go, I mean, if you really go deep in that, like where does your money come from on your pay stub? Like understanding where the money flows, like where's there's tax coming out, where's it coming from? Like what taxes are you paying? Are there a retirement plan coming out? Are you paying insurance through your payroll, through your uh, paycheck? And then once it gets into your account, like where does it go then? Like understanding where your money is flowing is a really important foundational step. And there's all kinds of systems and, you know, ways, methods of doing that. And that's kind of where the financial literacy part comes in. You can start to educate yourself on different methods of 
monitoring or managing your finances, that's a pretty basic one. I mean, you could read a couple articles and listen to five or six podcasts and you're going to know like a lot of different options for how to do that. You're just going to go apply it to your own situation and then you're rocking. Insurance is a big one for physicians, especially because you have such a high earning potential and it's like your biggest asset is your ability to earn. So you want to understand like disability insurance and life insurance, particularly because that's like income insurance in my view. But ideally you understand it to some extent before you go buy it so that you can kind of like navigate it because, you know, nobody cares about your money as much as you do. So you want to kind of have your back. And then investments is the other thing. Just understanding the basics of like, what are the different options? Like, and investments is a big topic. You can go pretty deep in that. Yeah, that's those are some of the things that, that we're working on now. Like even just like the basics, like what is the stock? You know, what is a bond? Right. The insurance things that you're talking about, like disability insurance, life insurance. I got disability insurance a while back. Now we're gonna change it. Jay, do you have disability insurance yet? I am in the middle of getting insurance right now. I purposely was waiting till closer towards the end of my residency, which is probably not a good thing for those you know for people. <laughs> you know what? It worked out okay. Yeah, so far, I mean, I haven't signed a dotted line yet, but, you know, things do happen. I, you know, I actually have heard of some stories, just weird things happening to residents, and it could have been more serious. Luckily, these particular guys, they were okay, but, I mean, life does happen, so it's good to make sure you have insurance and you you kind of cover it in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and, but uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Jay. No, I was just going to say, just like Mr. Wren is kind of explaining, I mean, I think financial literacy is really powerful. Like, as soon as I graduated from medical school, I don't know why. Well, you know, I do know why. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Nice. And, uh, and that's a lot of people's first book that's kind of, is like the gateway into financial literacy and investing and things like that. But uh, I don't know. After that, I, I became interested in finance. So I actually do try to take a lot of time and actually look into these things and read about them and kind of figure out what's the best moves. And I'm no kind of professional or I don't have it all together myself, but I, I do think it's important to kind of, I, I like having planners, financial planners and people who can help you with things, but I, I do think it's important to have some kind of basic understanding of what's going on as well. Yeah. And it applies to all your life. It's like, not just, I mean, it's everything. It's like, especially if you're going to go into your own practice, which I think is a, I mean, that's a, that's a great direction to go in medicine. I've heard many physicians say like, I'm, I'm hesitant to go into my own business because of my lack of financial literacy and, and you don't ever want to get in a position like that because that's like limiting your career options yeah hopefully people listen to our podcast and your podcast as well because your podcast is good i listen to an episode of it so those that are listening go check out your podcast and then we'll give you a shout out and we put all the information in our show notes for those that are listening that want to go and check it out but yeah no i like a lot of things that, that you were saying you know you talk about the budgeting you need to get in order or figure that out figure out where the money's flowing where it's coming from taxes understanding where your taxes are, where your taxes are going to, any different accounts that you may have, insurance. You mentioned you mentioned life insurance, disability insurance, and also investments. So these are kind of the starting areas. Now, starting off, or a couple of minutes ago, we we mentioned you mentioned values and and the fact you know that we need to go ahead and create our values. And I wanted to circle back because you sent out a kind of a sheet or a, a worksheet that we have kind of to go through values. So I thought mm-hmm. well, maybe we could do. We could possibly do one live here. And go you want me to do it on you, or you well, want to yeah. do it on me? Yeah, <laughs> whichever way you think is easier. I don't, you know, well, uh, whatever. Let's do it. Let's do it on Cody. He, he, yeah, he, yeah, he sure. needs to figure this stuff out anyway. Yeah, sure. Let's do it on me. Let me. I, I have the. Uh, I have the. I have the seat here. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 you want to be in the hot seat? 
hey, I'll be in a hot seat. You know, it's okay. It's no problem. Yeah. Well, I guess, first of all, I would say like everybody has values, but I think the the question is like, are you, you know, are your actions aligning with them? It's, you know, you've heard, you probably heard this quote. This is one of my favorite quotes about it. It's like, don't tell me your values. Show me where your money is going and what your calendar is. And I'll tell you what's most important to you. And that's like, that's kind of what the challenge is. It's like, so this exercise, there'll probably be things that you thought about and are already kind of like values. But like the key is for the exercise is to kind of remind yourself and kind of hone in on what they are and then have them so that you can consult them as you're making big life decisions and kind of have that reminder. Because what happens is when we don't have that reminder out there, like when you don't have them front and center is that's when you're really influenced by cultural values and the joke, keep it up in the Jonas's or like your family upbringing or, you know, just the habits you've already formed or rules of thumb. Like, and we don't want that. We want you to kind of make your life decisions based on what's most important to you and not all that external stuff. With that, you ready to rock? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see it. Do you have it in front of you or? I do. Yeah, okay, I have sweet. And then, you know, for those that are listening, maybe we can give. We we'll can, link. Uh, I'll give you the PDF so you can share it. Yeah. You can see what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it. So it'll be in the show notes. So anyway, first step is to, so this, the second page is like a list of a bunch of potential values. And so, you know, there's all kinds of things. There's like, you know, hundred or so different potential values. So I want you to go through and check or circle or write down like things that might be potential values. Yeah. Or things that just pop into your mind as potential values. All right, Ron, how many should I have from this first one? When I did it, I had like 15. Okay. But like, you know, 10 to 15, it's hard to, it's kind of like a brainstorming exercise. So when I did it, I had like, you know, faith, fitness, giving, health, humility, experience, exploration, leadership, love, philanthropy, selflessness. Actually, it's about more, it was more than 15. I just was checking away. I'm like, oh, I want to do all these. Like, yeah, all this sounds great. All this sounds awesome. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, let's see. So I'll go here from the first page and I'll just at least just say some that, that just pop out to me. I'll say appreciation as one. Let's keep going. Appreciation, charity, consciousness, control. Yeah, that's how fun on here. Fun. Um, I thought it was like humor or something. Yep. Humor is on there. Yep. Humility, energy, ingenuity, inquisitiveness. Mm. Let's see. That's a good, that's a smooth, at least five or six. Leadership. I'm going, I'm moving down to the third page. Love, mindfulness. Let's see. Vision, thankfulness, peace. Peace is a good one. I like peace. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll pick two more. Relaxation. That, that, that's one for me there. I like to relax. Success and strength. There we go. Nice. I have a good okay, that, that's a That's a good chunk. As you're doing this yourself, if you guys are listening and doing it, it's, it's good to kind of like brainstorm on this and like, you know, maybe take 20, 30 minutes and you're fine tuning it over time. So ultimately we want to get down to like, say three or four, which you would consider like the, the most important of the things that you just listed. Like what are the like most important things in your life? If you had to kind of narrow it down to like three to four most important things, what would those be? All right. So let's go with love, fun, fitness, and oh man, 
Yeah, it, it takes. This is one I have to sit down for a while. To I mean, it's, about, but just for the yeah, go ahead. Where is that? It's mine's evolved. Mine changes too. So it's. I mean, these are evolving. Is what I was. Okay, let's do that, and then I'll go with the uh, power. There we go. That's four. So I went with love, fun, fitness, and power. Okay. Yeah. All right. So how would you rank those if you had to rank them? Like top to top priority to uh, fourth. I'd probably go in that order. I'd probably go love, fitness. Let's see, fun, power. Okay. All right. So the next thing I want you to do is we're going to go through each of these and we're going to write down like a sentence that describes this, how this might look in your life. Okay. So like, I'll give you my example. So my example for mine, my top one was relationships. And so it's called an outcome statement on the worksheet, but it's just kind of a one-liner that's like, this is what it is to me. So loving God, family, and others above myself. That's what it comes down to for me. So your number one top one was love. How would you describe that in like a sentence? Oh man. Let's see. Giving and sharing experiences with those that I care about. We'll, we'll just, we'll go with that. This yeah. is my, on my, this is my five second response. If I was sitting down and thought, I could, I could come up with some. That's pretty better. solid off the cuff. That actually is pretty good. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm impressed. Okay, sweet. How about fun? No, fitness is number two for you, right? Yep, fitness. Fitness is being physically, mentally, and emotionally sound in your capability and living to your your fullest potential. We'll go with that for fitness. Ooh, dude, are you sure you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, well, listen. <laughs> he, he was studying before. You prepared for the show. Then, yeah. <laughs> studying before the show. It's obvious now. Uh, <laughs> that's impressive. All right, fun. It's fun. Let's see. Living carefree without without a doubt, without a worry. I guess you know, just kind of just living, living carefree, no worries, doing what you want to do. Okay, so underneath of each of those, so we'll start with love. So if connecting, giving experiences with with those that you care about. So that's kind of the description statement. I want you to list a few like behaviors, like more specific examples of what, like what that might, how that might apply in your life. Maybe it's like taking a sweet trip with my closest friends or like spending time with my family or, you know, whatever application might look like in your life. Yeah. So, you know, one may be traveling, traveling to new places with, with friends and family. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be four of these? As many as you want. Okay. These, th- this is the one that can kind of get, like, usually it's like you, you can get two or three and then take some, a while and after some brainstorming, you end up with a bunch, but it takes some thinking to get things to. And so our, our goal with this is to have it, you know, just, again, just as many as you want, but you're, we're just pretty much defining what that value is and writing, like putting down what exactly that looks like in your life. Yeah, this is like, this is more like where the rubber meets the road. So like if, you know, the one-liner sentence you gave is kind of like a general statement and this is more like action, like action item specific. So it could even be as specific as like, I want to go do this thing or like, you know, or here's something I did recently or it's, it's about behaviors. Okay. Let's say love. I'll also say having kids and raising them with values that, I was raised with, I guess there's another, that's another form of love in my head, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do one more for podcast sake. Yeah. Let's see. You're a trooper, man. 
<laughs> Let's see what, what else can we what else I got here? Yeah, these are hard, man. Well, after you, you're right. After you call with two, the two is usually pretty quick, and then it's like, hmm. And then the third and fourth one. Must wow. finish writing all this down last night. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of gonna try to go through my notebook here, my predetermined notes? No, I'm just kidding. I don't have one. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it could be something. So some prompting things for you guys listening, and think about like past experiences you had or like people that you're around or like things that you just loved like some of the most memorable times you're of your lives positive memories are good like hints of what your values are um, or even like the specific behaviors you want to kind of follow also a good exercise is to think about the future like what your ideal future because some of us have had you know we've had a rough past so we're like let's look at the future then like what's my ideal future look like what are some like things that I would love to do, like just amazing things I would like to accomplish or who are the people I want to be with or where do I want to be? Those kinds of things are great thought exercises to help. So another example of that would be having dinner with my family at least three to four times a week. It can be different family members, but having, sitting down, talking and having dinner was face to face, good old fashioned conversation. Yeah. That's what I, I had one of those like that on mine. Like I had and this was around friends, but it was like deep conversations, like really solid, deep conversations with my closest friends. Like I love nothing better than, especially at the dinner table, really, that's a great time. Right. Okay, well, that's a solid list right there. And so basically what you're gonna do is like build out each of those values. And if you look at, you know, my worksheet, like a lot of things get scribbled out and changed and move places and all this, it's kind of an evolving thing, like I said, and changes over time, but the key, is like where the you know the, where the rubber meets the road is like putting those into action and so your number one value is a lot about like other people right and that's probably the most common top value i see mm-hmm. people when they're going through this is other people involved it's it, whether it's family or they did people describe it differently usually and mine was relationships too yeah but most people have other people as their top value but if you look at their life so going back to that quote like show me your time and your checkbook and i'll tell you what's most important a lot of times they're not quite living that mm. and right. so there's some work to be done and and that causes some stress too in itself it's like if you going back to the example are transitioning to practice and your income jumps up and you all of a sudden start making all these decisions and they're not in alignment with who you want to become and what the ideal version of yourself looks like that's when you start to feel like you're not being yourself and it causes pressure. Cognitive dissonance is what they call it. It's like the technical word for it. You start to feel like you're kind of being a fake to yourself. And what we're gonna, what we're doing with this exercise is we're just kind of trying to bring these to light. And then ideally you're making them in priority order. So like we can kind of start to say, okay, like buying a house kind of ties into that value, right? Like if you want to have people in your life having a dinner table conversation, you got to have a house. To, but like, is that truly in alignment with my value? Like, do I need to get a seven hundred fifty thousand or a million dollar, two million dollar house? Like, how does that tie into my values? And it's actually, I think it's pretty interesting. I, and I bet you probably see this a lot. But I was listening to Cody, and a lot of the things that he mentioned doesn't necessarily take a lot of money. It's not money that you need to make these things that he say will make him happy, you know. That's right. Even, and crazy thing is, you know, we work so hard and everybody 
running behind money so much, but a lot of the times, like just what he was saying, a lot of things that matters to him doesn't cost potentially a lot of money, you know, to right. sit around your family and have conversations and eat dinner. Maybe you have to pay some money, but I'm, that's you don't have to be rich for that, you know? Right. So and I that's, think that's pretty interesting. And that's one, one of my examples of recently I had kind of a values, just a little example in life of a decision I made tied to like my top value of family and relationships is my wife, I was going out of town actually to speak at that conference I was telling you about. My wife calls me and she's like, we have somebody that helps clean our house, which kind of ties into that too. But she was saying, I got to go pick her up because we pick her up to come clean. But if I go to pick her up, I'm not going to be able to see you. Me and the kids are not going to be able to see you before you leave. And my old version of myself would have been like, ah, oh, you know, ah, that stinks. Well, I'll see you when I get back. But <laughs> my new version, Daniel, new version, Daniel was like, well, why don't we get an Uber and pay for it? And I get to spend time with you guys. So in other words, I was spending money to have more time with my family, which is a perfect. And so it, sometimes it feels uncomfortable to spend money, especially when you're used to this like scarcity mentality. Like I kind of grew up in a scarcity mentality where like can't spend money. I can't, I mean, right. And so, but that's the perfect example of a values alignment is, is spending money to buy time essentially with the people I care about the most. Right. That makes perfect sense when you think about it, especially once you, you go through this, create your list of ideals, and then you know what's important to you in life, and then your financial decisions to align with that. Let me ask you, how often are you doing this? I know you said old Daniel, new Daniel. How, how often are you doing this? <laughs> I've done it like a zillion times, but I'm like a financial planner, so I'm kind of like, I geek out on this stuff. I think a good goal would be every year to two years or when big life changes are happening. So like a good example, transitioning to practice, like for sure would be great to do it before you start making all the decisions that come with transitioning to practice. So you have like a fresh kind of list in front of you or when you get married, that's a huge one. Cause then you have to do it with your spouse. Yeah. And it, I was just thinking about that. And they usually have different answers, mm -hmm. which makes it quite interesting. And then you kind of have like a middle ground value. You know, these are our shared values. Mine are over here, yours are there, and we kind of have these shared values. So ideally, and that's what they do it. And if you've ever done like premarital counseling or, or whatever, a good premarital counseling sprinkles some of this in where they kind of try to feel out any major values conflicts. Yeah. I can see like when you were talking, I was thinking about like, yes, this will be a amazing exercise to do with your significant other if you're married or something like that. Because yeah, if if you guys values are completely off, you know, Especially yeah. if one person doing more work than the other, it, it could probably breed a little conflict in the home if, you know, people not on the same page. So I can see okay. this being a, a very positive exercise to kind of hit this stuff head on. Yep. And then you can also like start to, everybody talks about budgets and I don't love budgets, but like it makes it a little more enjoyable when you start to view it from this. So you're like, okay, let's look at my budget from a values lens. So let's start to scrutinize, not just spending money, but like things that are not as in alignment with these things that we say are most important to us. Mm -hmm. So for example, like health is top on my list too. So I have a personal trainer now and that's like not going to go away because it's good values alignment, but like dumb stuff on Amazon, like, yeah, we need to cut those things. Like that's just totally like not even on, uh, anywhere on our list. Yeah. 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 I can see it even being the other way around if somebody is, you know, word is like abundance and they, and they're, they want to like 
make a million dollars and be happy. Like, okay, well then maybe you can, you're looking towards, if you're thinking about abundance, okay, well maybe you should open some retirement accounts and look and invest in some Roth IRAs or something like, or whatever retirement budget you do, but maybe it's okay. Well then my money is going to go towards making investing, I guess you could say, or or bonds or whatever else. So it's, it's living with your ideals, how you're saying, or your values. Right. Yeah. There is a balance. Like the numbers are important. I don't mean to say like values are everything. Like you also have to kind of work in the numbers and you also have to think about your future self. Like that's what good planning is, is you're kind of like thinking about your future self too. Like, what do I want? So it's, this is a little bit more of like a YOLO sort of exercise. Like Mm -hmm. it leans that way, but I think it's super important. A lot of physicians I know and work with, they lean heavy towards like working really, really hard and working really hard towards, towards financial independence, like being able to retire early. The problem is that the challenge they have is like, they say family's most important in time with others, but yet their career is like taking all of their time almost. And so we have to remind them like, Hey, let's like set some boundaries on your work and say no to the extra, whatever they're asking you to do at work. Like just say no. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you mentioned that too. I think residents have really taught me a lot that I value my time. Like that's, that may be one of my more important things It's up there with like family and things like that. It's like, I like my time. And when things constantly taking my free time, it it bothers me. It actually, it kind of weighs on me over time. So uh, that's something I, I keep in mind now, even right now, as I'm looking for jobs and things like that, I'm like, okay, I got to be in an environment where I, I don't feel like I'm going to be overworked or overstressed for long periods of time. Cause I just don't, I just mm-hmm. don't really care for them. And the other thing about these is you can look at the jobs. This is also good for job search. It's like, huh, let's yeah. think about values before we decide sign on the dotted line with a job. And so that's where a lot of people get into trouble. They take the highest bid, right? So you seven job offers or whatever, and you pick the highest paying, but like it might be horribly toxic workplace. And so if you're viewing it more from like, what's most important to me? And then what, what's the culture like at the place I'm going to potentially work at? And is there good values alignment? You're way more likely to have like a happy job, which is way, way worth way more money. I mean, you know, it's not, it's hard to put a dollar on that. It's priceless at the end of the day. Absolutely. I, I like the way you do this. When we started this, when I knew that we were going to have you on the show, I thought this was going to be a lot, kind of the basic financial talk where we start going over budgeting and insurance and investments and just kind of going through that walkthrough of what you probably should do after, you know, maybe even while in residency or right afterwards. But I like, I can tell that you're, you're just like you mentioned earlier, it's not about making money that makes happiness is it was more so you kind of saying the experiences and things that you can do with your money to get closer to whatever you value most. And I like how you kind of keep that up front and make sure people realize like, Hey, these are what you say are your goals. So you got to keep that in mind when you make these decisions with your money so that you can be happy and feel more fulfilled overall. So I, I like, I like the style that you're doing, Mr. Ren. I appreciate it. I had through trials and tribulations. <laughs> I've I've failed many times myself too. So I've I've chased money. I've done all the things. And 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 before we wrap up here, anything else that you want the people? Jay just kind of sun like made a great point of what you were saying, and you've touched on a lot of great points. And glad we went through this exercise. When I get some more time, I'm gonna sit down and go through it fully <laughs> and write everything down. You did fantastic, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. That's very nice of you. 
But anything else you want the people listening to this podcast to know about, you know, just into this planning and, and value setting? Yeah, I would say important takeaway with this is it doesn't need to be perfect. In fact, it's going to be messy and you might not like have great alignment either. Like it might feel like you're off on things, but like this is about like little improvements over time. And so if you can start to, like I said, with that little decision about like deciding to pay for an Uber driver, if you can start to see like even just little improvements, that's what we're after. Hopefully everybody listening has got a really long life ahead of them. And so if we can start to make like small improvements over time towards this, like living an ideal life, that is where it's at. I'm happy to share this exercise. I also linked to some other exercises to kind of help you think this direction in this PDF that we'll share. So we'll get that out to you. Yeah, we'll include all that in our show notes. So you can go in and do this themselves and even email you if, if you have any questions or I guess how could I people or how can I listeners, you know, reach out to you or go and see what you have going on or social media, or your podcast. Yeah. The podcast is probably the best place. It's funny it's for physicians. You can search it on whatever podcast player you listen to. And we we have all kinds of we we dig into the finances. You know, we get into some of the number stuff, but mainly we're talking to other physicians about like ultimately about this kind of thing, like how are they living out their values? How are they using money as a tool to live better? And that sort of thing. So you can check that out. I'll share my email as well. If people have questions about things, it's uh, Daniel at Ren Financial. It's W-R-E-N-N-E financial.com. And I would love to hear people that this this exercise, if you go through it, I love hearing people's experience with it and positive and negative experiences with it. That's what it's about is like helping people like change life for the better. Awesome. Well, Dale, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure yeah. having me on. Definitely learned a lot and I'm looking forward to implementing some of these things that we've discussed today. So again, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Those that are listening, go and rate this podcast and leave a review and let us know how much you enjoyed listening to this. It was great. And again, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and being a guest. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of the Nail the Ortho podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it and we hope that you are enjoying this finance series that we are doing slash that we're putting out. We've got a lot of good feedback, so we hope that you all enjoy it. We hope that you enjoy this episode with Daniel Wren. And if you want to do that little worksheet that we we're talking about in the podcast itself, go ahead and click the link in the description to get to the show notes, which we have a link to the PDF. So without further ado, we will see you all next time. Everyone has a story, different needs, wants, and goals, and how to attain them. Your story determines your solution. Whatever your situation and story, locum tenens should be a part of the conversation. How do you find out if locum tenens is a good option for you? Go to an unbiased, informative source like locumstory.com. You'll learn all the ins and outs of locums, details on travel and housing, assignment coordination, tax information, and more. You'll also hear firsthand stories from locums physicians from all walks of life, so you get a bigger picture of the diverse options. Get a comprehensive view of locums and decide if it's right for you at locumstory.com.